Hey, everybody. I'm Dr. Andy Rourke, and this is the Uncharted Podcast. Gang, I know that a lot of people are feeling a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress, and I thought today would be a good day for us to talk about trying to find the silver lining in the chaos that we live in right now. If you came here looking for COVID-19 information to help you get ready for your practice, uh, jump back. That was the bonus episode that we put out a couple of days ago. You'll want to check that out. It's all about strategy and doing what we can do right now. This episode is about living in the moment and figuring out how to make the best of it. We, uh, we've got a lot of options. There's a lot of ways we can use our time and our stress and our energy to be productive. But this is about feeling better than you probably feel right now and getting things done in a world that's changing under our feet. So planning for COVID-19, that was the last episode, uh, jump back and see it. Uh, moving on and uh, figuring out the best approach to life right now. That's what we're doing here today. Let's get into it. And now, the Uncharted Podcast. And we are back. It's me, Stephanie. It's the end of the world. Know it, God. (laughs) That one's a fun one. I like that one. Uh, Hopefully it's not the end of the world as we know it. I think it's the end of the world as we know it. I, I don't think it's the end of the world. But I do think it's probably the end of the world as we know it. I think that there's going to be, uh, I, I think we're going through some some pretty, pretty uh, long-term changes right now, honestly. Yeah, it has, this last week has felt really surreal. Um, yeah, I, I don't know of any other way to explain it other than it has, there have been lots of moments that have felt incredibly surreal. Like, is this really our life right now? Yeah, I, I have thought like, I, um, I never imagined that this would happen, it, you know, a, a couple of times. And I just like, I did not, I did not, uh, see this coming. You know, one of my favorite sayings I've said for years and it's just never been more true. And now I say it and laugh. If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, you know? And I, I love that saying. And it's been the story of my whole career. If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. And as we plan the Uncharted April conference, you know, when this stuff rolls in, sometimes I just sit back and laugh mm-hmm. and go, you know, I thought I knew what the problems were. Right. You know, and I, I thought I knew what was going to be difficult. And I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that no we would be idea. sitting here six weeks before uh, the Uncharted conference is supposed to happen. Yeah. Facing a national pandemic. Right. The CDC I mean, like, could, could you, know, you, could you have gatherings and I go, oh, you gotta be right. Kidding. Could you, in your wildest dreams, could you have imagined that that would be our reality? No. Oh no. Yeah. It, no. It's amazing. You know, people who think they're like, Oh, this is what's going to happen. I'm like, tell me that two weeks ago you knew we would be here. And right. then I'll listen to what you say about what's going to happen. Right. You know? So yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy right now. It is. I I feel like us talking about anything else would be sort of disingenuous. I know uh, some people are probably looking for a break. Uh, Let's, let's talk today about us. So we, we had a bonus episode and it's already one of our most popular episodes. So we've had like 2000 people play it at the time you and I were recording this on Sunday night. Mm -hmm. Um, But let, let's go, let's go. At it again from a different way. 
let's talk about being happy and healthy and effective during this time. Mm-hmm. Is that slightly different than getting your practice ready? That's that's sort of self-care and also effectiveness. Like self-care, I, I feel like when we say, oh, self-care, to a lot of people, that means taking your hands off the wheel and saying, I have to, I have to disengage right. and go take care of myself. I don't think that that's true, and that's not what I'm talking about. I really do think there's ways that we can care for ourselves by engaging in the most effective way possible and disengaging from the noise and the ineffective things that are not making us get through the day. They're not helping us and they're not helping our practice. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times self-care is getting focused and centered and going to work. Yeah. And so let's talk about that. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think the thing, one of the things that has actually been most helpful for me, and this is <laughs> this is how I live my life. This is, this is not anything new, but um, I tend to ignore um, I tend to ignore the news and I tend to ignore media. And so um, I'll give you a great example. On Friday, um, our governor here in Washington held a press conference Friday afternoon. And I was in the middle of just going about my work day, hadn't hadn't checked the news, hadn't checked the computer, had no idea what was happening. And my phone started blowing up with messages from people asking me, oh, are you seeing the news conference? The governor's canceling all schools for the next six weeks. You need to turn this on. And and I did. And I I watched the press conference. But for the most part, like I I find that the most helpful thing for me right now is that I'm tuning out a lot of the constant repetitive stories because it gets overwhelming for me. Oh, it just plays on our, um, on our cortisol levels. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it really does. So there's so much noise. Never before have I wished, well, not sorry. Never before have I wished so strongly that we could go back to the days of the six o'clock news and just there's one hour of news at night and that's it. I really wish we could just go back to that because I, I said, I'm sorry. I would argue with anybody. I do not think the 24 hour news cycle that we have is healthy. I do not think it's uh, useful. I don't need to know what's going on in Italy the moment that it happens. I don't need to know that, you know, that could come out tomorrow morning in the newspaper and I would be just fine or I could never see it and I would be just fine. It's not me putting my head in the sand. And so that's the first thing I want to say about being effective. It is limit your intake of fear and stress, right? Yeah. It Mm -hmm. is triage the information. Mm-hmm. Is this information I actually need? Uh, is this new information I actually need? Can I wait for this information to be digested and then presented in a more uh, complete, less emotional way? So the big thing for me has been getting away from the news. I read the New York Times in the morning. I read the week on Saturdays when it comes. And it is a better state of mind. The important things, you will get them. They will come. But honestly, living in fear and just being up to the moment, that is not helpful for you in your day life. 
member of your family, as a member of your team, as an owner or manager of your business, as mm -hmm. a leader for people on the floor, as a caretaker of pets and clients. It's not helpful for you. Yeah. Uh, and I would say that in addition to, so, so many of us absorb our news and information digitally now. And so I know for me in this last week, um, you know, we're kind of in the thick of things up here in um, where I live in, in Washington state. And so this last week has been particularly crazy, I think, because we're probably a week and a half um, or two weeks in front of where the majority of the country is in terms of dealing with yeah. everything. And um, so this last week, a big difference maker for me has also been tuning out social media. And I, yeah. it's not just, it's not just, you know, reading the actual news from the news sources that I obtain it, but a huge part of it has been um, for me in terms of lowering my stress level has been, I haven't really checked Facebook. I haven't That's really good. been on on the thing, you know, I, I will still, I have still been checking Instagram because pictures don't, uh, aggravate me and make me want to throw right. my phone. As right. I don't, as I don't, I don't see Facebook. the, the, I don't see the same vibe on Instagram that I do yeah. on other social media, yeah. uh, outlets. I really don't. It's because they can't link to things. You know, yeah. you generally see people on Instagram living their life and right. doing normal things. And that's actually been rather, uh, refreshing, refreshing. for me. Yeah, me too. And um, in the Uncharted community this morning, one of our community members, Dr. Tracy Sands, uh, post, made a post and asked everybody to kind of share just images from what was going on in their lives and things that were keeping them grounded and keeping them feeling happy and hopeful while we deal with all of this. And I found it very similar um, to the way that I view Instagram in that it helped to see the things that were making my friends smile. That that made me feel really good. It was really positive, and so um, a, you know, a huge part of it for me has just been turning off the other, the other social media outlets, and that's really yeah. that that has really made a significant difference in lowering my stress level. Yeah. Did you see what I shared in that thread? Um, I did. It made picture me smile of, really. It made the, me smile really big, actually. The picture of you and me. I love you, buddy. I love you too. Like, I just it think was. about these. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I love Tracy's post about what are you grateful for today? And I think a lot of us need to stop and go, well, okay, what am I grateful for today? Mm -hmm. So I, I think, I think getting away from some of the noise is so important. You don't need to be up to date every moment of the day. And I think for a lot of us, burn us out. Yeah. And so I think that you can check the news every morning if you want or um, at night, not right before bedtime, because then you get all stressed out and you don't want right. to sleep. But honestly, I think I think most of us need to limit social media and limit our access to the news. And that doesn't mean putting your head in the sand. The second well, thing that I think that a lot of us need to do, I think we need to mourn. Did you feel really sad at some point? Did you feel depressed? I know I did. Yeah, I think um, I think a huge label that I would put on the emotion for me this week has been um, I moved past that overwhelm and it has been just feeling sad. Like, okay, now, now I've gotten past life as we know it is changing because mm -hmm. now I know my kids are out of school for the next six weeks. And now I know that I have to deal with how am I going to handle daycare and where are they going to go? And I still have to work. And I've, I've worked through kind of a lot of that panic and, 
um, there has been a little bit of that kind of sadness, I think, of like, wow, okay, this is this is where I'm at. This is where my life is at right now. I think those are the first two stages. The first one is the overwhelm. And yeah. if you're feeling overwhelmed, I really encourage you to go back, look back in our podcast. It was a couple of months ago. Stephanie and I did Help, I'm Feeling Overwhelmed. And I think that that is a great podcast for people who are generally feeling overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. It's about getting your head straight. It's about getting figuring out what is really important for you to be doing. It's about Navy sealing it, which if you don't mm-hmm. know what that means, you'll find out in that podcast. And it really is important. What do I need to be doing right now? And I'm just going to do it. Yeah. So uh, it's called Help. I'm Totally Overwhelmed. It really is a great podcast. I really do enjoy that. We lay out a ton of strategies. My advice is for stage one, when you're feeling overwhelmed and all hell is breaking loose and you don't know how you get through it and your kids are at home, go and listen to Help, I'm Totally Overwhelmed. There's an hour of me and Stephanie talking about getting to that stage. Stage number two, I think, is mourning. I think it it is sadness. I think a lot of us get through it. Uh, My wife, and I don't think she'd mind me telling the world, man, yesterday especially, um, she was in a dark place. She was just so sad. Mm-hmm. And and I thought about that a lot. And I've been sad. I mean, I've been been really down for the last day or two. And I go, oh, God, why do I feel this way? And the truth is, Stephanie, I think that we're mourning. I think that we we get overwhelmed, like because oh my God, the world's changing. And then I think a lot of us are mourning our losses. And we a lot of us lost a sense of security, mm-hmm. a sense of knowing what next is know what next week is going to be like. Sure. A sense of um certainty about our financial situation, about mm-hmm. how our business is going to function, about how we're going to be able to take care of our staff, our staff members. I think mourn a little bit about um not knowing if we're gonna have cases coming in the door, if we're gonna have mm-hmm. too many cases. Not knowing if they're going to work with half staff or right. if they're going to have whole staff or, right. you know, or, or what or what's going to happen. Or, you know, a lot of them have more in the certainty of knowing that their kids are going to be in school during the right. day and they're going to be able to work, which is something we all took for granted and just thought, this is a constant. I don't have yeah. to worry about this. This is guaranteed. Yeah. And so the loss of that certainty, I think, I think that that's why a lot of us are sad is because we say, oh, we had so many things that we discounted on that we never thought would not be true, and now we're seeing that they're not true, and we're mourning the loss of that certainty. We're mourning the passing of that lifestyle. And it may come, we hope that it does, but at least in the short term, we don't have that anymore. The kids are at home, and yeah. we're, you know, we're, we're not gathering, and, and we're, we're not certain that um, everyone's going to show up for work versus them being quarantined suddenly for two weeks. Right. Well, and I think, I think the thing that has helped me the most in terms of thinking about how do I get past that for me, it's really been two things. One is that the sun actually came out in Washington state today and it's been a while since we've seen the sun and it made a huge difference in my mood. And so I know for me and the kids being able to get outside, take a walk, just be, um, be out in the fresh air made a huge, huge difference. And, uh, you know, this last week has been so crazy in the clinic and I definitely was Navy sealing it and going from one phone call and, um, you know, one conference call about how are we dealing with things to the next and, um, you know, writing an action plan and doing meetings and updates with my team. 
the the week was one of those weeks where I didn't I came in the clinic in the morning and I didn't leave until I was walking out the door to go pick up my kid at the end of the day. And I didn't get outside. I didn't get any sunshine. And so, um, you know, it's one of those simple things. And you and I talk about that a lot in terms of self-care. And it's really easy to forget to take time for yourself as a leader in a time of stress and particularly uncertainty for your teams. But that has made a huge difference for me this weekend. No, I I think that that stuff is is really important. So, yeah, I think now more than ever. Here here's the here's the funny thing about self care. Is when you have time for it, you don't need it. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. you don't have time for it, that's when you need it the most. Yeah. And I think, again, I, the term self-care has gotten so corrupted and people think about going to the spa. I'm just talking about <laughs> going outside to eat your lunch by yourself. Yeah. You know? Yep. And not having the phone ringing, not having people yell at you. Yep. Just just go eat lunch in your car if you need to yeah. so that nobody bothers you and you get some calories and you eat healthy food. And then you go for a walk for the rest of your allotted time. And you mm-hmm. just get the blood flowing and you just breathe deeply and you listen to an audiobook, or you don't, you listen mm-hmm. to nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of us are plugged in all the time with headphones. If we're not talking to people, it's like, sometimes we just walk and breathe. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that those acts of self care matter now more than anything, going to bed early, mm-hmm. walking, breathing, exercising, but just unplugging for a bit, getting out of the hospital and walking, those things really matter. Like never before yeah. have we needed those those times to just bring everything down as much as we do now. And so I, I think that that's a big, big part of it. The other thing that I, that I really want to say that I've thought a lot about recently is, um, and I don't mean to belittle anybody's situation, I know that things um, can be challenging right now and, and that they're hard Guys, veterinary medicine is hard. We've no everyone in vet medicine has had their back against a wall before or felt, you know, like the chips were really down. Yeah. That's just kind of our lot in life. I, I think that we are, when you look at the general population, we are some tough mothers. You know, like we are <laughs> we are like well, we have a lot of bad days and other people they don't know what bad days are like right. we do. Right, And so when I look around, some of the toughest people I see are our people. And that, that does make me happy and it gives me hope. Yeah. The other thing is I really believe that we just don't know how things are going to play out. Yeah. And I just want to remind people of that. My mother told me a story um, when I was growing up. And she always told the story. I ran it down. It turns out it's a Chinese proverb. It's actually 2,000 years old. It's a story of the farmer, the Chinese farmer. And so the, the story as it goes is there's this farmer and he goes out and he gets a horse. He buys this horse, he brings the horse home and it immediately runs away. And the neighbor comes over and is like, oh, that is awful. What terrible luck. What's the worst thing that could happen? And the farmer says, well, could be really bad. Could be not so bad. We'll have to see. Well, the horse comes back. And it brings another horse with it. So now he's got two horses. So this thing, you know, so you go, oh, well, that's, that's an interesting story. So he gives the other horse to his son. 
And his son rides the horse, and one day riding the horse, the son gets thrown off and breaks his leg really badly. And the neighbor comes over and goes, oh, I'm so sorry about your son. Oh, my God, that's terrible. It's the worst thing that could happen. And the farmer says, well, maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. We'll see. Right. And then the Chinese emperor comes through. And he's gathering up all the men to go to war. Any able-bodied man has to go to war. And his son go to war. And so the family stays together. And you go, oh, you know. And the the point of the of it's a it's a Taoist proverb. The point is pretty obvious, I think. It's sometimes terrible things happen. And they're not the most terrible things. Yeah. And I know it's hard to see that now or think about that. And there are things that are scary or there are problems. But we won't know the good until it comes out the other side. My wife um, has been working for years to get um, to get a curling facility. So she loves to curl. You know where they they slide the mm-hmm. rocks and they sweep. Yep. You know in front of them and they yell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everybody sees it in the Winter Olympics. Because what is that? Yeah. If you drink, if you drinking beers and watching that game is great. Like that. That's what people generally find it and they and they like it. It's the one where they slide, they sweep. Uh, and so my wife loves that game for reasons I don't understand. She loves it. She's been working forever to get a facility to do this thing in. And she's working and there's a club and there was these guys that were putting up this, uh, this, uh, facility and she was trying to get in and the facility that they, that they had been working at was shutting down to renovate. So they couldn't go back to the old place they'd been curling. And then they don't get a pro- like, like zoning approval for the new place. And she's, devastated and that the the season was supposed to start and they collected all the money they had to give all the money back and apologize and say we can't do this well now covid uh 19 hits and they wouldn't be allowed to gather anyway right and had she gotten this together she would have signed a contract saying that we will pay the facility thousands of dollars a month you know through this whole season and it turns out the best thing in the world is that they didn't sign that contract and they didn't right. have that obligation. But she was so devastated when they, it fell apart and it turned out to be wonderful. Yeah. And so I just want to put that out as a ray of hope and put that story forward and say, we never know how things are going to really turn out. Yeah. And so just doing your best and going forward, I, I think that that's the best that we can do. But but just holding on to the idea that things might just be good. We'll have to wait and see. I love that. And I I really do think um, it's funny because one of the last things that I saw before I turned off Facebook was that um, I saw a variety of people share this uh this image, but our, our mutual friend Jay Thrush uh, had shared it and it was about how the th- the important things are not going to go away. Like we'll still be able to pick up the phone and call our family. We'll still be able to, you know, um, pick up the phone and have conversations with our friends. I spent the weekend um, actually cleaning portions of my house that I have wanted to clean for weeks. And it, when you go, 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 you know, for 16, 17 hours a day and you don't have time to do any of the things. So the kids and I organized a bunch of stuff. Uh, we finally, we finally got all of the Christmas stuff actually legitimately put away in the garage where it goes. We, you know, we were doing some, some spring cleaning, which was, which was good. Um, you know, finding ways to make that fun with my kids while it drove me nuts in the moment. I actually had a really good day today and you know we played some board games we hung out 
we went outside. Um, you know, I'm just really trying to lean into the fact that is this inconvenient? Yes. Is it overwhelming? Yes. Do I have a ton of stress on my plate dealing with the unknown in the clinic? Yes. But there are also good things that are coming out of yes. this in the sense of, you know, I, I got to spend more time the last two days with my kids than I have in weeks. And that felt so good. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah, as a mom, um, you know, I, I will admit when I heard Friday that they were going to close the school for six weeks, my first thought was for the love of God, I oh, don't yeah. know if we will oh, all yeah. survive this. You know? <laughs> Let's not downplay this. Like, oh yeah, we were both thrilled. No, I was like, oh sweet Jesus. Yeah. I went to the grocery store. And I bought a lot of wine. Yes. <laughs> like, let's not, like, I'm not trying to Instagram life this real talk. I was like, let's be crap. real. <laughs> I did. I went, I also went to the grocery store on Friday and there might have been some vodka that came home to my house. Yeah. So let's be real about how we're coping with it. But it is, you know, I do, I do think that it's important. And I think that's why you and I really wanted to, just kind of talk about this because it is overwhelming and I know all of us are tired of hearing about it, but I think that that a big part of what is important for you and I is how we choose to look at it. And so I think choosing to look at the positives and choosing to look at the fact that we don't know what's going to come out of this. And I love, I love your story, um, you know, about the curling team because, how much would that have sucked, you know, if yeah. they had been locked into a contract and now they were losing all of this money and how great right. is it that they don't have to go through that? So exactly. I think it's, I think it's important to take a step back. Yeah. And so, so go ahead. No, I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. <laughs> I was just going to say, fired up, so you go ahead. I was just going to say, take a step back and look at, look for the good because it isn't all, it isn't all gloom and doom. It's so easy to feel that way when we're looking at social media and the news and everything, but it's not all, it's not all gloom and doom. The, the stages we left on the first one. The first one is denial, which I do see some vets in right now yeah. who are like, what? Everything is fine. Yeah. This is overblown. Yeah. And maybe those guys will get away with it. You know what I mean? Maybe their area will be uninfected largely. Uh, for a lot of us, that is not the case now. Uh, for most of us, I think that will not be the case in the future. But I think the first stage is denial. And then it's overwhelm. And then I think it's mourning. And then after that is the phase that you and I are talking about, which is the captain regain the wheel. It is, you know, the storm is tossing the ship. But those of us who are in command, we go back on deck. And you know what I mean? And we grab the wheel and we go back to work. And I think, forgive yourself for denial. Forgive yourself for being overwhelmed. Forgive yourself for mourning. Those things have to happen. When you're done with that, let's go to work. And I think that's where most of us are now, which is grab the wheel, which means I cannot control this storm, but I can control this ship. I can control what I can control. And so I'm with you. Today, I had a great day with the kids. I Mm -hmm. really enjoyed it. I also took all the food out of our pantry and cleaned all the shelves mm-hmm. and got rid of all the plastic bags at the bottom that we'd been saving forever. As if our dog, if we had a kennel of dogs pooping everywhere, we wouldn't use all the plastic bags that we have. <laughs> you know? 
And so we, we got rid of the plastic bags and we organized and, and seriously, and put everything back together yeah. and clean the kitchen, clean the bedroom and the bathroom. Yeah. And just why am I doing that? Because those are things I can control. Yeah. My, my, my youngest daughter wanted to rearrange her bedroom. I'd been putting her off forever. We went up there and moved some furniture around and she loves it and she's hanging posters and yeah. she is engaged and she is doing stuff. Those are things I can do. Yeah. Tomorrow we go to the clinic and we figure out what we can do. We yeah. can write protocols. We can talk about hand sanitizing protocols. We can talk about how we're going to sanitize our exam rooms, our treatment room, our waiting rooms, how we're going to communicate with clients. Are we going to see clients out in the parking lot? Are we going to go and see them and bring them in? We are going to have meetings. We're going to figure those stuff, those, those mm -hmm. things out. Mm -hmm. We're going to deal with that. What is our hand sanitizing protocol in the hospital look like? Unfortunately, a lot of people have been putting up tubs of hand sanitizer and had those tubs disappear, mm -hmm. which really sucks. And it makes me feel bad about humanity. Mm -hmm. Know that that happens and let's solve that problem because that's a very tangible problem, right? right. So maybe I'm going to spend a little bit of time putting hand sanitizer into pill bottles right. and then we'll have pill bottles that people get hand sanitizer out of. And that way, if some of them go missing, it's not the end of the world, you yeah. know, but yeah. those are the types of problems that I can tackle. We yeah. can get a hand washing station set up outside the vet clinic so that cl the clients wash their hands before they even come into our building. Mm -hmm. We can do that. Yeah. There are a million things we can actually do. I can meet with my accountant. I can figure out what our financial situation is. We can start, you know, allocating our savings. We can start looking at what emergency funds look like. We can start looking at how we are going to decrease our spending if we need to. Right. Well, and the a big part of it too is that yes, we should plan and yes, we should be forward thinking. But the reality is the situation as a nation is changing day by day, hour by hour. And so putting a ton of, of thought into a, uh, you know, if I have to close the hospital, what am I going to, you know, what am I going to do? I am not saying, believe me, as the business, you know, minded person, I'm not saying don't plan, but don't go overboard with trying to figure out things and future forecasts because none of us know what's going to happen oh, yeah. tomorrow. You now know, that, that's <laughs> a great point. You know, at times like this, I think um, how we start to plan or how we start to think about what we can control is really important. You'll notice in the examples that I gave, they are very tangible right in front of my yes. face, yes. right? A protocol for dealing with clients in their cars, yes, we can use that tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, hand cleaning protocols, uh, exam room cleaning protocols, those yeah. are very, very tangible things we will use right now. I am not spending a ton, a ton of time trying to figure out what I'm going to do if and when staffing problems occur, right? I'm going to think about those things. And we talked about those things in our bonus episode. What happens right. if somebody comes up positive? I right. do want to think about those things. But what I really want to stress is when those things happen, they are so context specific yeah. that your plan is going to be a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's going to depend on who is positive, where they were, when they came in, who they worked with, all of these things, all of these factors you do, you do not know, you cannot know. And so I feel like when we start to plan, it's good to think about these things. And that's why we put them forward yes, uh, last time. And then that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. But at the same time, these have to be ideas and plans 
held loosely. Right. 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 Like the best laid plans don't survive first contact with the enemy. Yeah. Like that's an old, old saying. And it's true. And it will never be more true than right here. You can lay all the plans you want. They will not work when the ish goes down. It's so funny that you that you described it that way because I was just having this conversation with uh, a girlfriend of mine who is a midwife, and we were comparing it as as both being moms. We were comparing it to when we had our kids and we were we were pregnant at the same time, and it's like you know we went through as a first time mom the nerves and the anxiety, and I had to come up with a birth plan, and I had to know you know what was going to happen, and then the reality is you go into labor. And the goal is to just get the kid here safely. Yeah, no, and the it all was for it all us went out right window. out the window. And, right. And like there were pieces of it that were important along the way. And and I and I clung to those pieces. But the reality is a majority of the planning and energy and effort that you poured yourself into in the nine months while you were incubating a human really didn't matter at the end of the day. And so I think about it from that perspective as far as the business goes. And it's what you said is so true that it's so contextual. And so I think it's really important to think on a broad level for our practices about yeah. how how would we how would we tackle these things? Like you should know who holds your business insurance so that if you do have to close down for two weeks, you know who to call to find out, do you have coverage for that kind of thing? Like that is something that you should plan for, but knowing how do you submit the claim and what does the paperwork look like? And how do you, you know, starting to, how do you start to go down that road? You don't have to do it because you don't know if you're going to have to do it. So don't waste time and energy going down those kind of rabbit holes, put your head down and think about what is immediately in front of you and 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 attack it, you know, from from the Navy SEAL perspective. I I love that you said that. The idea of planning for this right now as a birth plan, God, <laughs> I love that. So accurate. You I know, mean, so and a lot of times, I, I think a lot of times they give us that. a birth. I, I think a lot of times they give us a birth plan because uh, because we need something to do, and they're like, these people are clearly planners. Let's. Just <laughs> indulge them like they're going to be able to make all these decisions. I know people are like, why is Andy talking about a birth plan? Look, I was that dad. I was there. I was like, oh my God, breathe, I love you honey. so much. Breathe, honey. Oh, yeah. You got this, honey. Like that was, that was, the, I was using my full coaching skills. I was doing motivational speeches in, in the room. How many times did you get punched? <laughs> oh, so many times. Honey, tell the Facebook audience how, how everything is going. And she's like, I'll kill you. <laughs> no, but for but for real, like, oh, I, you know. She I, was so tired of my dad jokes. Let me just say, <laughs> let me just say, so tired. I would, uh, I would call uh, the, 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 uh, the gynecologist and be like, well, what are we doing? And. They'd be like, remind me, is this her first kid? I was like, no, this is her husband. <laughs> I was like, don't you ever, never talk to them again. Oh, my God. I love you so much. So, okay. So, everybody, like, we're hoping that everybody can find some fun. And and I would say talking about this stuff with our teams is important, too. So, talk to your team. Talk to your team about limiting their their view of the news and social media and just making sure that they're taking breaks, making sure that everybody is getting out of the building, 
even if it's for five minutes and just breathing some fresh air and taking a break. Um, one, one of the things that I love, shout out to my team right now because they are killing it. They, they have taken it upon themselves to see who can find all of the toilet paper related memes out there in the internet world. <laughs> and they are sharing them in our random channel on Slack. And so <laughs> there are some phenomenal ones. And so yeah. they're having, you know, they're having fun with it. And it's like, yes, the reality is they're nervous about, are they going to have to use the flushable baby wipes that I bought because we have no more toilet paper? Like they're, let's be real. Like that, <laughs> that is a fear for them, but they're, they're choosing a healthy outlet in yeah. having fun with it and knowing that it, things are uncertain. They don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. None of us do. And none of us can control that. And so I think, taking a step back and looking at it and just saying, look, we're just going to take this day by day and the punches are going to come and we're just going to roll with them. Yep. That's exactly it. That's all, that's all there is. I mean, there's, there's nothing more than that. Yeah. I I think that's, I think that's a great piece of advice too, is, you know, do what you need to do for yourself and the same to your, to your staff and they are nervous Mm -hmm. and they have less control than you. If you're the practice owner, the practice manager, the medical director, your techs have less control than your doctors do, you know, like, they are, they are called in. They are punching the clock. They hope they get hours. They want to be safe. Right. Like they, they have every right to be nervous and anxious. So just talk to them. And I, I wouldn't avoid the subject. I definitely wouldn't because it's on everybody's mind. I think transparency is great. I think candor is great. I think focusing on the truth of our situation is great. And yeah. say, hey guys, this is what's going on. This is where we are. These are the protocols that we're going to put in place. We are focusing on what we can control. And that is the client experience here. It's how we run our business and how we keep each other safe. Mm -hmm. And I am open to what you guys have to say. Let's work together and figure this out. And guys, this is a team building opportunity. Like if ever your team was going to come together under a struggle, a common concern or struggle, it's, it's now. And so honestly, guys, your team can pull together, listen to them, talk to them, involve them in the process of guys. What are, what can we do right now? What are the things that are in our control? See what they say. And honestly, if you do this the right way, they'll probably react like I reacted this morning, which is give stuff to do that I know how to do that I can actually do, you know, with my hands, Mm -hmm. uh, out of mind type work. Yeah. And guys, if if the clients slow down coming in, then we are going to do that cleaning we've been putting off right. for a long time. It's right. time to reorganize the drawers or, yeah. you know, just, I mean, really, it's time to repaint that wall you've been meaning to, to take care of. Just mm-hmm. do it. You know, there's no reason to sit in your office and re- hit refresh on CNN or whatever, you know, and, and just sweat. Go to work. Yeah. Go write your protocols up. Get your handbook updated if that's what you need. You know, just clean, clean, clean. Do all those things that you've been putting off doing that the hospital needs. <laughs> Honestly, this may if things slow way down, that'll suck. Mm-hmm. But don't let it be wasted. If, right. if clients are going to start slowing way down, we're going to do those those yard projects that we've been putting off doing, right? We're going to do that landscaping out front. We're going to repaint that area. We're going to do whatever it is that we've been putting off. We are going to get our ducks in a row to start 
applying for our CVPM degree. Whatever it is that you've been like, I've been meaning to do that. Mm -hmm. If you have time to do it, this is in your control. Use your time to do something that matters. Yeah. Not sit in front of your keyboard and sweat and fret about things you can't control. Yep. Cool, man. Well, that's all I've got. Me too. Yeah, I hope everybody's doing okay out there. Keep your head down. Uh, take care of yourself. Take care of your team. Yep. This too shall pass. It shall pass. Yep. Everything will be fine. You know, things uh, things may go back to the way that they were. And this will be a blip on the radar, and I hope that it was. Things may go back to a slightly altered version. I'll tell you yeah. this. Guys, I went um, I went uh, just a few days ago. I went to a meeting with technicians. It was a small meeting. It was in Georgia. I just drove down. And there were about 100 vet techs there. And we uh, didn't shake hands. We bumped elbows. And we washed our hands. And there was hand sanitizer out. And we just made a... A, a big show of making sure everybody was safe. Nobody was coughing. Nobody felt under the weather. And it was a very clean, hygienic gathering. And it felt so good to be doing something normal. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, I can see how the world can go on, even if this sticks around. You know what? Mm -hmm. I feel a little bit different, but for the most part, we are healthcare professionals. We can take care of each other. We can be smart. We can minimize our risk of exposure and still get things done. And guys, I think that that is going to be the future. It is a very feasible future. We can do this. We've got this. Have a good week, you guys. I hope everybody uh, can find something to make them smile this week and enjoy enjoy the time because i think um both you and i andy have discovered that there can be unexpected blessings in the changes that come with a, a you know a, a different reality and you just kind of got to roll with the bunches you watch there'll be so many people who point back to this and say that was a time that my life changed for the better mm -hmm. I, I just feel guys take care of yourselves all right be well talk to you later on Bye, guys. And that was our episode. Guys, I hope you liked it. I hope it lifted you up, made you feel good, made you feel better, made you feel hopeful about the future. You got this. We can do it. This too shall pass. So hang in there. Be well. If there's anything we can do to help, please let me know. You can shoot us an email at podcast at unchartedvet.com. That's podcast at unchartedvet.com. See you next week, gang. Bye. Bye.